Kimelo Mutine on SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Six minutes after two. Thank you so much for staying with us. So you want to be a farmer, but you don't have land. No problem. You don't have soil. No problem. You can still be a farmer. Byron Boyson is an award-winning hydroponics farmer and founder of Boyson's Tunnel Farming. He joins us now on the line. Byron, thanks for your time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pamelo. It's good to be on your show. Thank you for the invitation. What on earth is hydroponics? (laughs) (laughs) What is hydroponics, Byron? We all want to be farmers. We have no land. What do we do? I think the buzz around hydroponics is obviously um, a big thing in terms of the land availability. And I think um, everyone in the world and in South Africa, uh, we're moving to food security as a priority in our countries. And I think um, all those aspects, you know, in terms of uh, job creation and uh, our high rates in our social terms and when people are hungry, we look at hydroponics as a very attractive trade because Mm. hydroponics essentially just means that you do not use the medium or, or um, natural stuff. ways of, of, of soil or land mm-hmm. that you're farming. We look at different mediums like, like sawdust or even water to plant in. Uh, so it must be a water-rich um, medium that you can use to replace soil. And um, obviously that would be your fertilizer base. So what we were trying to do is basically just remodel the whole area so, of farming so that you can to a high-intensity, high-yield farming activity in a very little piece of space. All you need is water. Byron, we were taught, and I mean, it was a while ago for me, but we were taught that the soil has nutrients, and this is why certain plants can grow in certain areas, unlike in certain areas, right? That's because the soil itself, the vegetation, is not the same. And so we also taught that it's the soil that anchors the roots of a plant. Without soil then who gives the nutrients and who anchors and what anchors the nutrients, uh, 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 the, the roots of the plant? No, that's very beautifully said. And I think um, obviously that's why a lot of people are looking at organic farming. And when you look at hydroponics specifically, we try to recreate what nature has already been giving us for many, many years. Mm. So um, basically hydroponics, the nutrients is already in the water. So science has come a f- far away in terms of fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And how we can use that to to add fertilizer into a nutrient that into we need food. for the plant okay. in, into into the living organism which we call the plant at the end of the day. Okay. Um, okay. So, so that that ticks the nutrients bit. What about the anchoring of the roots? The anchoring of the roots is a very interesting part. Um, you get different types of hydroponics where you can do deep water um, water culture, mm-hmm. which basically means that the roots are submerged underneath the water. Mm-hmm. The water is oxygenated mm-hmm. and um, by means of that, the nutrients is already in the water and the roots just subtract what it needs Byron, for the plant to survive. Does, does this go for all plants? Because there are plants that, I mean, I don't know what the sophisticated word is, but that drown with too much water. Yes, definitely. So you need to know what type of water, or what type of plant you need um, in terms of how much oxygen it needs, um, and there is a set amount of oxygen that needs to be set available for the roots to withdraw all the nutrients it needs. Okay. It's, a, it's almost a counter-thinking because you, you would think that um, uh, plants don't need oxygen, but they, they do. They do need a lot of oxygen in the roots okay. to be, to be um, 
for the substrate to actually be a successful replacement for, for soil. Um, if you have that, then you can grow any plant in any medium as long as it has the ability to keep the moisture and the nutrients for the roots to withdraw. It sounds to me like as a farmer, you've taken all the power and, and you're literally managing the entire life cycle of this plant rather than relinquishing the power to nature. Um, it is true. I think you must try to not uh, go too far away from what is a natural way. I mean, what we explained already seems like you've taken all the power away from, from nature, but you must always remember that the elements that, that we re- recreating mm-hmm. always always goes back to being part of the natural system. Um, So those elements never escape us. Mm. All we are trying to do is we are basically just custodians of of nature Mm -hmm. and we're just guiding the plant to be basically getting, uh, for us to be in control so that we can also get access to food where at other places you Mm. would not be able to create Mm. a successful tomato plant. Mm. Now you can do that all year round Anyway. By recreating the environment that we that already exists. So I mean, it, it, it's it sounds like you you would get great yield from from this kind of farming, the scientifically proven way of farming. Let's talk about the cost. Is it expensive? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, uh, repeat the question. Is it expensive? The the it is a it, it depends on what you are doing. Mm. There is many different systems in place, and also if you think of the cost of it. Are you going to be looking at being a commercial farmer? Mm-hmm. I think of being a smaller farmer or being a subsistence farmer. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to just have an household hydroponic system in your home, um, it would be a very affordable system, okay. uh, which you can create. There's many, many mediums on the internet you can access to be able to create a, a good system for you to have uh, access to seasonal crops or crops that are, might grow out of season. Or, or that you might not have easy access to. Um, but if you look at commercial, the highest input cost would be your infrastructure. Hmm. Because you would look at greenhouses, mm-hmm. you would look at container systems, mm-hmm. irrigation systems, and maybe even automated water pumps and um, uh, systems that can create the oxygen that we were talking about in your substrate that you would use. If it's water, sawdust, or any other medium besides soil that you need to make sure is is uh, able to, to to host your roots. So, um, so, I mean, it sounds all too good to be true. What what are the downsides, Byron? I mean, is it is it as perfect as as we are now hearing from you, or are there some some little disadvantages? There's always a disadvantage. I think we, we all we sometimes are in areas where we don't have good water quality. Okay. And that means that if there's too many salts in the water, that you cannot obviously use the water. Mm. Um, I think the science is not necessarily uh, closed loop science. There's a lot of things that you can you can uh, replace uh, uh, with uh, in terms of what your understanding is about hydroponics. Um, also, the people's uh, access to the information of how the systems work. Um, it's not always perfect in that that way. Mm-hmm. And I think the risk factor is if you do not follow your program like a gym program, mm-hmm. then you are not going to reach the goals that you would like when it comes to what your end destination is, your end, your end weight or your end yield or your quality of your crop. Mm-hmm. So you need to be very diligent in terms of time and um, you need to obviously be very knowledgeable of what you're doing. So let's talk a little bit about you. I mean, where does all this interest come from for you? 
Well, for me, uh, if I look back, um, and back is like about 10, 11 years when I was university, I was very involved in community interaction and uh, the passion for people and to be able to give back um, became a big reality when I saw people um, as a volunteer, people being hungry, people that don't have access to food. And I got this opportunity from the Department of Agriculture in the Western Cape and I, I created a business plan where I gained access to capital um, to, to venture into hydroponics, which I found very interesting. Um, as a student of sports science in the beginning, I studied uh, philosophy in the middle ground. Mm-hmm. And then um, um, after ethics, I just wanted to do something that mm-hmm. links me to people. Wow. There's a voice note for you, Byron. Just take a listen. Hey, Pumelo, um, your listeners and your guests. Um, I actually wanted to find out because I am also curious about hydroponic farming and I've been looking at like um, especially in the inner city uh, of Johannesburg there's a couple of rooftops that could be utilized uh, for hydroponic farming I wanted to find out from your guest uh, what approach could I then take um, to to bring about these ideas to fruition which agencies could i then approach for investing uh or funding um sorry um yeah thank you greetings pamelo and your guest very very interesting topic i'd like to know about uh your guest mentioned the sawdust earlier i own a woodworking factory so i throw away a lot of sawdust in the end so I'm just very interested how I could get in touch with hydroponics farmers and how the sawdust is used because it's something that I can I make a lot of in waste. Oh, I absolutely love that, Byron. Um, you know, so he would be the great supplier of yours. Um, I think that would be amazing. I think um, uh, there's many many hydroponic farmers out there looking for this opportunity to to gain um, you know sawdust. Yes. A lot of people ask me also, where do I get my sawdust? Yeah. And uh, there's there's not a lot of people that can be able to give um, you know a large amounts for commercial farmers or even small the farmers in that regard. Mm-hmm. So so that's a very good market to go in. I think you must definitely venture into looking into partnering with other seeking advice from the Department of Agriculture and see and seeing where where all the hydroponic farmers are in the area or at least greenhouse farmers mm-hmm. um, and see if we can get in touch with it or either just market and see if we can, um, if we actually have the required sawdust to be able to market in a big scale. All right, that's fantastic. Um, the, the, the issue of funding, Byron, I mean, I'm sure this comes up all the time. Your, your, your comments on that one? Yes, I also get a lot of um, questions about it because I did go the route of uh, gaining access um, through building a business plan and obviously um, going to the Department of Agriculture and seeking for funding. Because that is what most of uh, the people that want to do agriculture, especially on small-scale farmers, don't have access to. Yeah. And in the history of, uh, of agriculture in our country, is also obviously limited many people towards that. But there are amazing opportunities within agriculture. And gaining access to it is basically one of the main requirements. Obviously, if you have land and water. And when you, when you have both two of those things, you still need to get through uh, committees and committees of of, of uh, conversations and debate about is your business plan viable and is it possible? And I'm looking at uh, the urban farming space. It's been a very attractive space for many different reasons because hydroponics as a technology is very 
very smart when you want to use it in small spaces. So looking at containers, looking at rooftops, as, as said in the voice note, um, that's a very good um, observation and question. And the thing is, um, seeking funding for that, there are many good technolog technologically based um, uh, uh, businesses that would be able to, to help with that in terms of guidance. In terms of funding, I think going to your local department or district and, and seeking to them and asking them, would you give me assistance for this idea? Mm -hmm. And um, getting feedback from them in terms of what is their possibility. And when I talk about the agricultural space, I'm talking about seeing what funds are available, what funding is available for you, for the requirement that you set uh, in the voice note or set that's, for example, for sure. urban farming. Sure. Um, and hydroponics would be perfect for that in terms of getting access to funding um, but your business plan must be sound, mm -hmm. uh, also knowing what products you want to produce. Byron, upwards and onwards, thank you so much for your time and all the best in your journey. Thank you very much for the opportunity. And, uh, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Byron Boyson, award-winning hydroponics farmer and founder of Boyson's Tunnel Farm.